0: Hey Mario Petro from Debrex here. We had a recent topic discussing PHP as a programming language and how reliable it is for building a you know decent web application platform. But another common question I get is: is it worth building a custom content management system instead of using WordPress or Drupal or Joomla or whatever? And it it's a very common question and it's interesting because I can relate to this and I can remember about 15 years ago when I was still kind of learning programming and I was still diving into existing kind of forums and uh, web application frameworks and the inception of content management systems at first. Like most of those weren't really mature and especially when you have spent a year or two in software development, you usually transition to that kind of phase where you believe you know everything and you can solve all the problems and it doesn't make sense using uh, you know off-the-shelf software and everything that matters is just building everything yourself from scratch it's an extremely common phase Uh, I see it over and over and over again over the years it still reminds me of that time and that often often happens with creating uh, you know custom content management system from scratch too however the difference is that 15 years ago WordPress was uh, well it didn't really exist yet. it was like in its first initial phases as b two catalog It was something that you know just kind of initiated as a new platform as a new product as kind of ins- the, the its inception was still in the thinking process it wasn't it hadn't even started yet uh and there weren't way too many alternatives. I think that jumo wasn't there yet or it was still mambo or something uh drupal as well p h p was still version uh four and you know, everything, nothing was as mature as it is right now. And right now we do have a lot more. We do have uh, Laravel and Symfony and Zend as very powerful and robust PHP frameworks, which means that you know, the, the language has evolved a lot and has allowed for a lot more complexity and functionality and so on to go into the ongoing development of those projects. So a lot has evolved since, and that's really worth uh, noting as um, major detail. And that also includes other factors uh, but um, what i'm going to allude to is that 15 years ago building a custom cms was extremely common why because lots of companies especially small web development and web design shops uh, didn't have a powerful and a popular framework or cms to use right so again wordpress wasn't what it is now Drupal and Jumo weren't what it is now and so forth. So most companies couldn't really rely on those technologies. There weren't plenty of again, plugins or modules or whatever to start with or use. Uh, the platforms weren't exactly proven to work with high scale platforms and so on. So they had to solve different types of custom business problems, especially on a uh, local level. Sometimes you have local payment providers or uh, you know shipping methods or whatever. So those had to be taken care of and other types of custom requirements for different niches, different industries had to be solved as well. So small agencies and um, again, studios, shops had to kind of work on that themselves in-house, build their own proprietary CMS more or less, and start using it in practice. And uh, another kind of important aspect is that developers used to study uh, development as in software engineering as in the craft of uh, building software and nowadays it's a little bit more different there's a lot more tech everything is moving way too fast and so forth so people are specializing you know people do specialize in different programming languages frameworks technologies uh, integrated development environments and whatnot like tons of different things just because there's a lot of it and people have to kind of specialize in order to become better at what they do so all things considered it made sense creating a custom CMS from scratch. But at the same time, it was also a blocker for, uh, for customers. And customers really had to, had to pick the right agency that was able to solve their problem. And customers weren't really aware of whether the problem is solvable or not, because almost everything was kind of an invention on its own, right? Everything was something that a company has to build from scratch, no matter what. There were no existing alternatives. There was nothing you can compare with. You've probably seen sites doing that, but it was completely unclear as to uh, how much is the effort, how long would it take, and so on and so on. And since those companies were using proprietary solutions, frameworks, CMS, and yada, yada, uh, you couldn't really figure out how long would it take, are there any complications how would it play with the rest of the environment and and things like that now uh, in, in in all honesty you don't really know that unless you you know unless you have kind of a uh, WordPress consultant you can't really say that for WordPress either right but the difference is that first off WordPress is popular enough so that uh, you can hire a consultant in-house you know technical consultant understanding WordPress second you can hire people who are actually proficient in WordPress and make sure they can work together. And third, the platform is open source and popular and so on, so existing solutions are available. uh, Documentation is open source and available and so on. So everything is dramatically easier. And that's one of the reasons why agencies approaches for WordPress work, right? Because this wasn't really the case probably six or seven or eight years later. Like companies then wanted Uh, web projects. And now we get pitched all the time for uh, kind of building a complex web application on top of WordPress. Like the other day, we just received another proposal for migration from Drupal to WordPress. And uh, kind of a couple weeks later, we had a proprietary CMS that the marketing team really wanted to switch to WordPress. So like the platform now is popular, users know it, uh, they know that developers specialize in that and it makes a lot more sense actually switching to WordPress again as a platform, as a web application framework, as a solution that you can trust on. And the difference is one, one of the tricky things, one of the caveats with uh, kind of building that from scratch is we've, we've noticed a lot of examples, again, over the years, uh, a decade ago and even earlier, uh, lots of instances of agencies really executing a vendor lock-in on a customer, right? so for example we uh, i know a few companies you know small uh tricky agencies they really undercharged for the initial build of a website so let's say if a website like a simple website used to cost say four thousand dollars or five thousand dollars they used to to charge about two hundred two thousand dollars or twenty five hundred right so they looked extremely affordable they built the solution they purchased the hosting and so on and then what they used to do is for every single custom requirement they multiplied it cost Uh, its cost for maintenance about five five times, right? So if something requires, you know, an hour or two, you can get a bill for 500 bucks or a thousand bucks, which is almost like, you know, a quarter of the the cost of your entire website, you know, the initial build. And this may be the cost for, you know, just exchanging a banner or changing a logo or something that's extremely simple. And what customers uh, kind of got lost into was Uh, a really nasty situation because they didn't really own their website they didn't own their domain name they didn't purchase their own hosting and so on and so on and so on so things got really complicated they, they were kind of left with their own website which they didn't have access to again and they didn't know the code base they couldn't hire other people to work on that project they couldn't really get anyone who can help so their only option really was um, either trying to sue the company in order to get access to that or kind of starting a completely new website also on a completely different domain name so losing the domain authority and the the kind of relevancy to their own domain so obviously now things are much different lots of people burned this way and lots of people took valuable lessons uh, there was you know there were lots of kind of topics online discussing uh, how to do it right and how to execute it right and so on so now many clients don't really struggle with that and again due to that vendor locking it's really tricky to uh, kind of find people who can help you with the project. You really have to trust one specific organization. You don't get uh, kind of the benefits of updating an ongoing application framework, right? For example, WordPress gets about uh, several hundred people, like two, two three hundred people contributing to every major release, right? And th- that's kind of 300 people uh, pushing code over the course of about six months in a new release. Now, imagine a small agency of five people that updates their framework every two or four months, but only through you know two or three developers and stuff. You just don't have the economies of scale. You don't have the talent. At scale. you don't have, you know, the open source use of that product. You don't have the validation, the QA cycles, and so forth that this software is stable. You like you don't have that. It's really an experimental thing. Now, sure, it's probably uh, you know a bit more custom tailored to you or not because you can't assess the skills of that technical team so again it's it's extremely tricky so uh long story short my advice is if you're about to kind of pick a very new cms or work with a kind of custom small agency trying to use their own unknown cms my advice is don't do that Uh, it doesn't make sense it used to make sense you know 12 to 15 years ago when no solution was that kind of popular and widely available and well tested and so forth uh, that you can use instead uh, but there are lots of risks that you can struggle with and, and kind of suffer from such as again the vendor locking the inability to find talent the the trust issues or even the single bu- the the buzz factor right like what happens if they just close shop or if you know a developer is no longer available for whatever reason so You know, the the safest option, of course, is either work with a very reputable company with a long history, you know, at least, you know, a decade or 15 years or whatever. Uh, And I'm saying that even though we've been on the market for only eight years. Uh, So either do that or just pick a platform that's extremely trustworthy, that has a lot of marketing potential or or something like that. Or, of course, the other option is uh, if you have a CTO in-house or at least you work with trustworthy Uh, technical consultants uh, make sure you pay them for consulting and you you do the right due diligence before you're choosing platform it's possible that they are going to lead you to a well-known solution one that's already established one that already has a portfolio and reputation and whatnot instead of just going for an unknown custom build from a small team so yeah that's all for today and stay tuned for the next episode